Today, you'll get some much needed advice for creating a budget for your Caribbean destination wedding. Hi, I'm Debbie, and you're tuned in to another edition of the audio guide for Hitched Away. My goal is to help you with your destination wedding plans, whether you're planning to get hitched away in the Caribbean, my favorite, or someplace else. For more information about what you hear today and for tons of additional information, please visit hitchedaway.com. This is audio guide number four, so you'll find all the links at hitchedaway.com slash zero zero four. I want to talk to you about your budget for your destination wedding. And this is a topic I think that needs your attention. Doesn't always seem to be the in the spotlight when there's so many other fun things to talk about, creative things, eye candy things to talk about when it comes to your destination wedding. But this is really important. And this is a conversation I have with my clients, whether they're getting married away or planning a wedding in their hometown. So I don't want to come across as someone who knows the answers to everything. And I don't want to tell you what to do with your money. But this is some advice I think is worth paying attention to. So why don't I begin with these three points that I want to get off my chest. In fact, there are two points. And the third point is actually a question. So number one, first point, sit down with your fiance and create a budget for your wedding. This is a budget that you can stick to, hopefully, something that's going to guide you through the process. This is important. The second piece of advice, if you're not prepared, the budget at any destination can exceed your expectations. I know you're hearing that destination weddings can save you money. I'm a preacher of that. Destination weddings can save you money. But if you're not prepared with the budget beforehand, things can really get out of control easily. And then the third thing I want you to do is to answer this question honestly. How much can you spend on your wedding without putting yourself in debt for years to come? Those are my three pieces of general advice that I want to start with. Okay? So why is a wedding budget even necessary? If you're paying for your own wedding, the expense is likely to be the third most costly investment of your lives. Seriously. The two items that come before that with regard to cost are likely to be raising children, if you intend to have them, or already have them, and buying a home. Depending on your taste, possibly buying a car, which would push the wedding down to four. But think about that. Of all of the expenses that you will have throughout your life, your wedding is probably number three. The difference with a wedding, the expense for your wedding versus the other items specifically, well, not raising your children so much, but buying a home or possibly buying a car. When you're buying, when you're paying for your wedding, you don't have to prove to a wedding venue 
or a wedding vendor that you can afford the purchase. When you're buying a big ticket item like a car or a home, you usually have to prove that you've got the money to pay for it because there's a good chance you're going to get a loan unless you're paying cash, then null and void. But with a wedding, that's not a requirement. And the options to pay back for your wedding, you probably have to pay that in full within a year, sometimes less than a year. And this is where things can easily go sideways, as I like to say. Things can easily go wrong when you're planning a wedding if you don't take the time to figure out your money up front. If I can put it another way, since I'm on this scare tactic route, imagine buying a car, a brand new car off the lot from the dealership, and you get to drive that car for the day or perhaps the weekend. You buy the car on Friday, you get to drive it on Saturday and Sunday, and then you return the car on Monday. And when you return the car Monday, you don't get a penny back. They keep the money that you spent on that car, whether you paid cash or whether you financed your purchase. If you paid cash, they've got your money and they have your money and they now have your car. If you financed your car and you returned it on Monday, they now have your car, but you're still responsible for your payments. That car is your wedding. Was I being a bit too drastic there? But that's really what's going on here. You want to make sure that what you're spending for your wedding makes sense financially. It's really, really important that you have a serious discussion about the budget for your wedding so that you're equipped to deal with your wedding venue and your wedding vendors. If you're on a tight budget, you'll just have to get creative. But don't be swayed by outside forces when it comes to what you can afford for your wedding. Outside forces meaning what your sister did for her her wedding or what you're seeing on social media or what the influences are saying you must do and what's in for your wedding. That's great for inspiration, but that should not be how you determine what you want for your wedding or what you can afford for your wedding. Listen, the marriage is the important part. In fact, that's the real challenge. Not all the hoopla of a wedding day or wedding weekend. And this is coming from someone who takes great pleasure in planning and makes money from putting weddings together. That's the small stuff. As I like to say, that's the petit caca. (laughs) If you're not able to have this conversation regarding money with your partner now, perhaps marriage may be a little bit premature. Am I, am I going out of my, my league? Should I not be saying that? But it's really true. Have this discussion about money because I don't know if you've heard, but marriages that fail, one of the top reasons is the finances. So please, please don't put this aside. Don't sidestep this. Talk about budget for your wedding, whether you're getting married at home or whether you're having a destination wedding. Okay, please. So I'm coming down from the soapbox now. (laughs) How much does a destination wedding cost? Well, 
your destination wedding can be as grand or as small as you want. And if you haven't noticed by now, I tend to steer in the direction of the Caribbean. I think that's an awesome location, an awesome destination choice for a wedding away. When you're comparing a Caribbean destination wedding to a hometown wedding here in the U.S., it's possible to pay, how do I phrase this the right way? It's possible to pay about as much as 40% less for your island celebration. Let me put it the other way. You'll pay 40% more for a wedding at your hometown than you will in the Caribbean. Your money just, just goes further in the islands for a destination wedding. Again, it depends on whether you want a small casual wedding or you want a big big traditional style, full-scale island fit. It, it really depends. You can have a small destination wedding at an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean for 30 people or less for around $6,000, possibly, possibly less than that. So I've put a number out there for you. That that's a possibility. I don't know what type of wedding you would have at home for that amount. But I think you'd be surprised, pleasantly so, about what you could do with $6,000 for a wedding in the Caribbean. And that's just a number I'm pulling out based on averages, depending on the type of resort, depending on the island that you, you go to. So for a destination wedding in the Caribbean, you have two options, basically. A wedding at an all-inclusive resort or hotel, or a completely private wedding at an alternative location. So like a private villa or a home, or there are some standalone facilities for weddings, or maybe you pick an off uh, a location that's off the beaten path that traditionally does not host weddings. Like maybe you find a restaurant that you take over for the night, or maybe you choose to buy out a property. Some of these smaller hotels, some of these boutique style hotels, which have smaller amount of rooms, you can you can potentially take over that hotel for the week, for the weekend, and that would be your property. You wouldn't have any onlookers. So you'd still be having a hotel wedding, but it would be a completely private event. So with regard to budget, you're financially responsible for a few things. Well let me let me tell you first what your guests. Your guests that are coming to a destination wedding should expect to pay for their travel their accommodation, and anything outside of wedding-related activities that you've planned. So that's what your guests will pay. It's a substantial investment, right? But getting back to you, the couple hosting the wedding, the items that you're financially responsible for include your own travel, your accommodation, any and all wedding-related expenses. So the wedding reception, ceremony, site fees, photography, flowers, cake, marriage license fees, your clothes, your attire. You're also responsible for any wedding-related guest activities. So typically when you have a destination wedding in the Caribbean, you'll, you'll plan maybe an excursion. So there's a trip that everybody gets to take. Maybe it's on a catamaran or um, a golf outing or shopping spree or spa treatments for the bridal party. Those things you're responsible for as the hosts of the wedding. Welcome gifts. If When your guests arrive and check in, they're probably going to expect some sort of welcome gift, some welcome bag. That's something that you're responsible for putting together. 
Additionally, you may choose to subsidize travel and accommodation for some of your guests who absolutely must be there. That's a personal choice. But if you choose to do that, of course, that has to go into your budget. So getting down to a few more specifics with regard to your costs. If you're having your wedding at an all-inclusive resort, there you're likely not to have to there will likely be no additional charge charge for the ceremony location. You probably won't need to pay for rental equipment and lots of your wedding items will be priced in one wedding package. So you'll decide, you know, I want this type of decor, I want this type of cake, I want these type of flowers, and a lot of these all-inclusive resorts will have packages and you'll pay the one amount, the $1 amount. This is the fee and you get all of those things. However, your wedding reception costs are still determined by the guest count. So in that instance, even with an all-inclusive resort, the more guests that attend, the more your expense for them. So even with a wedding package, there's usually a limit. There's a cutoff. It may say this package is for you and 20 guests or this package is for you and 50 guests. So if you're paying for a package that has for 50 guests, you'll pay additional an additional amount for everyone beyond that 50. Or if you're paying for a package with 20 guests that includes 20 guests, you'll pay for each guest beyond that 20. So even though a destination wedding will likely cost you less at an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean compared to having one at home, there are still hard and fast expenses that you are responsible for. And typically, the more people that come, the more people, the, the, the higher your, your costs. But I'm going to throw a wrench in what I've just said. Many of the all-inclusive resorts will throw in more items sometimes even a free wedding when you have more guests. So if you can guarantee that your guests will stay at that resort, this is the, this is the, the, the catch right there. Your guests need to be staying at that all-inclusive resort for a certain number of nights. You've got a certain number of rooms booked for your guests and they're staying for a certain number of nights. Whatever their threshold is, whatever their cutoff is, they'll say, well, if you've got this many people staying, we will give you such and such for free. It may be we'll upgrade your wedding package or we'll throw in the wedding cake. Well, hopefully not literally throw in the wedding cake, but you know what I mean. So different items they will add on or give you in exchange for you bringing in, bringing in more guests. So this is the one instance where you will have your, a wedding and the more people that come, the less you, you the less your expenses may be. So I know I sort of contradicted myself, but get in touch and I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you completely. If you choose to have the private bespoke wedding at an offsite location, meaning not at an all-inclusive resort, this is more in line with a traditional hometown wedding, especially if the location that you choose does not routinely host weddings. So if you choose a private villa or if you choose a hotel that's a more of a boutique style, they may have limited wedding staff. That's if they even have a wedding package included. And in this instance, many of the wedding items that you need will have to be brought in. So it's like each item is like a la carte. 
So this is more in line with a hometown wedding and will likely cost you more money. You're, you're probably going to be spending a certain dollar amount per guest, just like you would at home. The key thing is that I, that I share with all of my clients is that you have to determine what's important to you for your wedding. You have to determine your priorities. What's important to you? Is it the food? The photos? Is it the guest experience? Whatever's the mo- whatever is most important to you, that's where you put most of your money. And then you cut corners everywhere else. One of my clients decided that she wanted her photographer flown in here from the U.S. to her wedding in the Caribbean. So she not only paid for his fee as a photographer, she paid for his round-trip transportation, and she paid for his accommodation. To her, that was a priority. She wanted fantastic, magazine-ready-looking photos, and that's where she was willing to put her money. So that was a priority for her, and there were other areas where she cut back. That may, that may apply to you, or maybe the photos are not such a big deal. Maybe you're more concerned about your, your guests having a wonderful gourmet experience at the wedding reception. So you'll spend more on the menu and maybe cut back on the flowers or something like that. So you have to prioritize. When it comes to resources for your wedding budget, you know what you've got to determine where your money is coming from. Many couples are paying for the wedding, their own wedding themselves. With a destination wedding, I found that less parents are involved in helping defray costs for whatever reason. Sometimes the simple reason is that the couple is older. It's not their first wedding. So parents helping pay is not even an option. In some instances, The parents really don't care for the idea of a destination wedding. So whatever your resources are for your wedding budget, I would suggest creating a separate wedding account, whether that's a separate checking account, a savings account, or you use a special credit card for all of your purchases. And that's great if you're accumulating, if you're collecting points. Just be careful as I mentioned, you know, the question I asked right up front about paying years and years later for your wedding, try to steer clear of that. If you are getting money from your parents or other family members, stash it away in this account, in the separate account that you've set up. If you're both working, it's a good idea to funnel a percentage of every paycheck into this account. And by having the separate account, you can see at a glance how things are proceeding. Even if the money that you you want to pay for an item is in your personal, meaning your non-wedding account, transfer the money into your wedding account and then pay from there. So then you can look back and see all of the expenses related to your wedding in one place. So that's something worth considering. A question that has come up with regard to expenses is what about the bridal party? You know, if you ask someone to be in your wedding, should you pay for their associated costs to get to your wedding? Should you pay for their accommodation and their travel? Well, the answer is no. That's the technical answer. No, your guests are responsible for their costs associated with your destination wedding. That's why 
with a destination wedding, you're likely to have a lot less people attend because it's a big deal for someone to decide that they're going to pay airfare and hotel, take time off work to go to your wedding. But this is totally up to you. If you have family members, perhaps, who you want to attend, but they can't afford to, or you want your your girl to be in your bridal party, but right now she can't swing the cost to go, you can make that decision to cover her travel and her accommodation. If you choose to do that, just be discreet. It's best to keep that sort of information confidential. And the reason I say keep it confidential, because if you do that for one, do you do that for all? So that's something else to consider with regard to your expenses. So I have some quick money-saving tips (laughs) for your Caribbean destination wedding. The first one is kind of obvious. We've sort of mentioned it, is keep the guest list small. Just invite a small group of people to your destination wedding. Now, I know there's a good chance if you invite a lot of people, many of them will decline. Sometimes the people that you think will say no are the people that will say yes. For many people, a destination wedding is their annual vacation. And depending on where your destination wedding is taking place, they may say, hey, this is a great place. I've been dying to go to the Bahamas. Let's go. And if you were thinking that they were likely going to say no, and they turn around and say yes, hmm. <laughs> it could be a bit disappointing. But just keep the guest list small. There's something special about having an intimate wedding with the, those who you truly want around you. And remember, this is not a one-day event. A destination wedding typically spans a few days. You're spending time with these people for a few days. And if you truly don't want to spend time with a certain person or a certain group of people, then you shouldn't invite them to your destination wedding. You really shouldn't. Another money-saving tip for your destination wedding in the Caribbean is to choose a destination that isn't a favorite for wealthy tourists. I know you're seeing some of these eye-popping destination weddings on TV, social media. But if that, if that spot is where the wealthy tourists go, you're going to spend a lot of money for your wedding. So I can think off the top, St. Bart's. Even Barbados. Barbados is a beautiful, both of these places that I've just mentioned are beautiful, but they're not places I would recommend if you're on a budget. Another money-saving tip for your Caribbean destination wedding is to go all-inclusive. So all-inclusive means that you and your guests pay a flat price for food, room, drinks, and activities. And this is a great option for your wedding. In fact, for destination weddings in the Caribbean, I would say 80% of couples go this route. Many of the resorts will cover the cost or a substantial portion of the cost of the wedding as long as your wedding group is at the resort or the hotel for a guaranteed number of nights. And I mentioned this a little earlier. So if you're trying to save money, go all-inclusive. Just remember that if you have a small budget for your wedding, It doesn't make your wedding any less special. In fact, in many instances, it makes the event so much more heartfelt. As long as you're both honest about your financial situation. The problem comes in is when you have a small budget, 
that you're making decisions based on emotion. You're making decisions based on what you're seeing other folks doing or what other people are telling you when financially it doesn't add up. When you know the amount of money and where your priorities lie, the priorities is a big part of this, you're in a good place. When you speak to vendors about your wedding, whether you're getting married at home or away, the natural instinct is for vendors to offer you their very best menu or or their best cake option. But you already know what's important to you. You've gone through the priorities and you know what what you're willing to splurge on and what you're willing to cut back on. So stick to your guns. I mean, I could go on forever with regard to your wedding budget and saving money, but I won't. (laughs) <laughs> I think I've, I've covered the main points. If you're stuck and you don't know where to get where to begin, you know, please get in touch. Visit hitchedaway.com and you'll find a way to get in contact with me. My name's Debbie. Did I say that already? But it's I'm going to go back to the point that I made at the beginning. You know, sit down and talk to your fiance and create a budget for your wedding. Pick one or two. Okay, pick three things that are important to you and decide that this is where we're going to spend the most of our money. When you're planning a hometown wedding, typically 50% goes towards the reception. I think that's a safe assumption to make for destination weddings. So take half of that and, you know, plonk it towards the reception and then sort of divvy up the other parts. But just remember, answer that question. How much can you spend on your wedding without putting yourself in debt for years to come? Answer that question truthfully and you'll be in a good place to plan your destination wedding. Okay? All right. I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, if you need to reach me, I'm Debbie. Go to hitchedaway.com. You can contact me by phone. Shoot me an email. There's a contact form. If you want to schedule a time to talk, we can talk doesn't cost you anything to speak to me and let's see if we can get an answer for you so you can start planning the destination wedding that you want okay thank you so much for listening i'll talk to you soon you've just listened to another episode of the hitched away audio guide for more information please visit hitchedaway.com slash zero zero four Thank you for listening.